0: Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread. I'm Brad. I'm a beggar. And I found the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua. My desire is to let others know where I found this bread that they too may grab hold of it and be taken hold of. This episode, Lay Your Hands On Me. Another quick shout out to Bon Jovi for the title to this episode. And please take note, the song Lay Your Hands On Me is not a song about Biblical healing. I'm not recommending or endorsing the song for you. I'm just riffing off the title of the song. That's all I do. That's it. Bon Jovi did almost make a terrible mistake with their band name, and there's no telling what might have happened if they went by Johnny Electric. Yeah, that was the initial plan. And then a friend suggested, um, maybe you guys should do like Van Halen and just use your last name. And John Bon Jovi's last name is one word, bon but they got a little bit creative, came up with Bon Jovi, and it worked out pretty well for them, as it seems. Johnny Electric. Ugh. I think they dodged a bullet on that one. All kinds of band name trivia for you, but... It's not about the band name and it's not about the music. It's about the message. Lay your hands on me. So we're continuing a series taking a look at the elementary teachings about Messiah, which the writer of the book of Hebrews discusses in Hebrews chapter 6 verses 1 through 3. We'll jump there real quick for a refresher. Therefore, leaving the basic teaching of the Messiah, let us move on toward maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of trust in God, of teaching about immersions, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Now this we will do if God permits. We have been going through, kind of methodically, One topic at a time of these six basics the writer refers to in this passage. There's a progression to these basic teachings as they are consecutive steps in the gospel. The writer would prefer to move on to other teachings, but as he says in chapter 5, the people had become sluggish in hearing and they weren't ready for solid food yet they needed to be fed milk again. They should have been teaching others at this point, but they had fallen out of practice in the elementary teachings. Thus, it's back to basics for them. Now, I think it's healthy to review foundational teachings, even if one has not become sluggish in hearing, just to help stay grounded. Um, There can be reminders in there, maybe if things might start falling by the wayside as you progress in your walk with Adonai. And... There can be new things revealed, deeper truths of these foundational teachings as you go through them. And I have been blessed in this study, going through these things and and going over these basics again. And my eyes have been opened to some things. It's been really awesome. And so I hope that as you're going through this with me, that you've been blessed in the, the study as well, going through this series. And so far, we've looked at repentance from dead works, which is repentance from sin in the name of Yeshua, the atoning sacrifice for sin. That was in the ABC episode. Repentance is where the gospel begins. Repent, the kingdom is at hand. We then looked at faith in God in the Don't Stop Believing episode, which is exercising the fear of God of the Lord, knowing he rewards righteousness and punishes sin and that he is true to all his promises of redemption and restoration, and that he will fulfill all prophecies in Messiah Yeshua. In the Tudor River episode, we looked at the doctrines of baptism or instructions about immersions, discussing the instruction one needs prior to being baptized, immersed in water as the initiation into being a disciple of Messiah Yeshua. And in this episode, as the title suggests, we will look at the basic teaching of the laying on of hands. There are many examples of laying on of hands in the scriptures. And what we want to identify is what would be the basic elementary baby food milk of this doctrine that followers of Yeshua should have a grasp on before going on to deeper instruction. The Hebrew word that defines this practice, the laying on of hands, is smicha, and it has become most commonly used to describe ordination. Smicha also carries with it the definition of relying on or leaning on even leaning hands on. So let's take a look at the roots of the laying on of hands, this practice, smicha, and how it's applied in the Torah. I think the most common understanding and use of laying on of hands in the modern era has to do with praying for the sick, laying hands on people to be healed of an infirmity or uh, an injury. Interestingly, There do not appear to be any instances of this use of the laying on of hands in the Torah. However, that doesn't nullify this practice as we do see the laying on of hands as a way of conveying blessing or bestowing blessing on someone. In Genesis 48, we see Jacob blessing Ephraim and Manasseh, his grandsons. And if you recall, Jacob crossed his hands, so his right hand was on the head of Ephraim and his left on that of Manasseh. Joseph, the boy's father, points out, that's not the birth order. Manasseh was born first. Your right hand should be on his head. But Jacob continues with the blessing the way that he had set it up. I don't think Jacob just made this practice up. And though it does not say in the scriptures, I believe that Isaac, when he gave the blessing to Jacob in Genesis 27, that he did the same thing of the laying on of hands. Now, of course, he thought he was giving the blessing to Esau in that moment. But in Genesis 48, Jacob calls for the boys to be brought close to him and he kisses them just as his father Isaac did with him when bestowing the blessing on him. And so I believe that it stands to reason the laying on of hands, conveying that blessing was a part of this practice, this ritual. And while there are no examples of laying on of hands for physical healing in the Torah, to do so, to convey or bestow a blessing, well, I would say that receiving healing is quite a blessing. As I understand it, there is a writing in the Dead Sea Scrolls at least one which refers to a laying on of hands for physical healing and it's a retelling um Abraham and Pharaoh Pharaoh has taken sarah's uh, Pharaoh has taken Sarah Abraham's wife and is going to add her to his harem. he doesn't know she's Abraham's wife, and so in this telling it says that Pharaoh, before he could take her into his bed, was stricken with a plague. Him and his household, stricken with a plague. And the sorcerers and magicians couldn't make it go away. He realizes Sarah's Abraham's wife. So he cries out to Abraham, what have you done? Why did you do this to me? Why would you let me have her? And Abraham then lays his hands on Pharaoh's head and he is healed. And so while the laying on of hands for healing is not seen in the Torah, it is in the traditions of Judaism. It it was a practice that was accepted. It was acknowledged and known of as a practice, even if not specifically spelled out in the Torah. Because we do see Messiah often laying his hands on the blind, the sick, and the lame. And of course, in this, in this passage, we see the blessing of fathers to children in the Torah. And Yeshua provides an example of this as well in Luke chapter 10. Now, the people were bringing little children to Yeshua so he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Yeshua saw this, he got angry. He told them, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen. I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. Yeshua bestowing blessing here as uh, to the children and bestowing blessings when he lays his hands on the sick. And there are many examples of that. Yeshua laying his hands on people, smicha to heal or cleanse them. Matthew 8 is one such example, starting at verse 2. And a man with tzaharat, leprosy, came to him and bowed down before him, saying, Master, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Yeshua stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately his tzaharat was cleansed. Also in Luke chapter 4, we read While in Capernaum, in the evening time, the people brought all who were sick to Yeshua, and he laid hands on each one of them. Yeshua instructed his disciples to do the same thing. In Mark 16, he tells of the evidence of those who are his followers, beginning at verse 15. He told them, go into all the world and proclaim the good news to every creature. He who believes and is immersed shall be saved, but he who does not believe shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak new languages, they will handle snakes, and if they drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. Laying hands on the sick is an accompanying sign of followers of Yeshua. So, the question is, would this be the basic teaching about laying on of hands? Was this the milk of smicha for followers of Yeshua? Well, let's look at the other two types, as there are three in total that are found in Scripture, types or um, practices of the laying on of hands. So the next type of smicha, laying on of hands, is found that's found in the Torah. Speaks to the leaning on definition of smicha, and there are many examples of this in Leviticus and elsewhere. But we'll just jump to chapter one, starting at verse three in Leviticus. If his sacrifice. Is a burnt offering from the herd, he is to present a male without blemish. He is to offer it at the entrance of the tent of meeting, so that he may be accepted before Adonai. He is to lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, so that it will be accepted for him to make atonement on his behalf. Now, in these cases, individuals would take the offering to the outer courtyard and as a show first of all of ownership that this belongs to me this this is my animal a show of ownership lay hands on the head of it and then lean heavily pressing his weight on the animal's head and so this is to say again this is my animal this is the best from my flock or from my herd it represents me it's a ritual representation a replacement sacrifice I deserve death. I offer this life in place of my life. May Hashem find it acceptable in his eyes. In certain instances, when, when it was appropriate, the person would confess his sin on the head of the animal. Now we can see here, and as, as I said, there are many other examples of this type of smicha, laying on of hands for sacrifices. Again, this is the representation for sacrifice, the laying on of hands. Now, in line with this type, we see in Numbers chapter 8, something a little bit different. There's a little bit of a spin on this type of the laying on of hands. Numbers chapter 8, verses 10 and 11. Bring the Levites before Adonai. B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel, will lay their hands on the Levites. And Aaron will present the Levites before Adonai as a wave offering from Bnei Israel. Then they may go about the work of the service of Adonai. So the children of Israel lay their hands on the Levites as they will represent the people of Israel in the tabernacle, in service to Adonai in the tabernacle, including the offering of the sacrifices, worship the burning of the incense, and so forth. And so they did that in the tabernacle, and of course later it was done in the temple. So is this then the application of the basic teaching of the laying on of hands to which the writer of Hebrews is referring? Let's take a look at the third type before we answer. In Numbers 27, we see a different practice of the laying on of hands. Numbers 27, starting at verse 18. Adonai said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man whom, in whom is the Ruach, spirit, and lay your hand on him. You will have him stand before Eleazar the Kohen and the entire assembly and commission him before their eyes. Give to him some of your authority so that the whole community of Bnei Israel will obey him. He will stand before Eleazar the Kohen, who will pray and obtain judgments for him by Urim and before Adonai. At his mouth they will go out, and at his mouth they will come in, he and all the community of Bnei Israel with him. Moses did as Adonai commanded him. He took Joshua, stood him before Eleazar the Kohen, and all the entire assembly. Then He laid his hands on him and commissioned him just as Adonai had spoken by Moses' hand. That's Numbers 27, 18 through 23. This use of smicha, the laying on of hands, is for the purpose of ordaining, commissioning, and imparting authority. Moses, in obedience to Adonai, lays his hands on Joshua to commission him and bestow upon him the authority given Moses by God. In the instance, in Numbers 11, when Moses cries out to Hashem because there's too many people and he can't handle all the drama, that's my paraphrase, the Lord instructs Moses to gather 70 men upon whom he will impart the spirit which is on Moses. And while it is not stated that he laid his hands on them, my opinion is he probably did or something similar to that as it appears to be the common practice. Again, in this this ordination type thing, that's the, the common understanding and definition of, of smicha now, the laying on of hands. So these 70, these are the Sanhedrin. These are to be... Moses' disciples, if you will. And in this, we can see a picture of Messiah Yeshua and his disciples. Yeshua's disciples saw him as the new Moses, or the last Moses, so to speak. The deliverer, anointed of Adonai to lead Israel to liberation. We read more of Joshua, back to Joshua, after having Moses laid hands on him. In Deuteronomy 34, verse 9, we read, Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So Bnei Israel listened to him and did just as Adonai had commanded Moses. Then back to that, that Numbers 11 reference, when the 70 elders, after the, the Sanhedrin, after they received of the spirit which was on Moses... When they were ordained, we read that they all prophesied. So we see these who have been ordained through Moses. They are now exercising the gifts Moses used. They have the spirit that was upon him and they are using the gifts Adonai gave to him, imparting wisdom to the people and prophesying. Those were things Moses did by the power of Adonai. And now these others are doing so as they have been ordained. The Pharisees actually insisted their primary source of authority came from the fact that throughout the generations, beginning with Moses, they were the recipients of the ordination from laying on of hands. They, Their declaration was, their assertion was that they were the latest links in an unbroken chain of anointing leading back to Moses. And this is why they would sit in the seat of Moses in the temple. And they could only judge righteous judgment while sitting in the seat of Moses. They could only refer to and use Torah and teach Torah. We definitely have examples of this type of smicha, this, this practice of laying on of hands, the ordination written by the apostles in in the apostles' writings in acts chapter 6 as the congregation grew this is similar to the situation Moses dealt with in numbers 11 but on a much smaller scale the apostles chose 7 to become deacons verses 5 and 6 of acts chapter 6 the statement pleased the whole group and they chose stephen a man full of faith and the holy spirit ruach HaKodesh, and philip Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Paramenus, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. They placed these men before the emissaries, and after praying, they laid hands on them. Ordination by the laying on of hands. This was also done for Paul and Barnabas when they were in Antioch, and they were being commissioned and being sent out. They laid hands on them as they were being sent Paul gives instruction to Titus um, to select elders in the towns where congregations are growing. And if there were more than 10 men in a fellowship, an elder was to be selected. Paul describes the qualifications for elders who should and who should not be selected. And I believe that when an elder was selected, the apostle selecting such a person or persons would have laid hands on them, commissioning them, ordaining them for that ministry. Because again, this the word smicha. one of the primary definitions, the most common use of it is ordaining. And it ties into laying on of hands. In 1 Timothy, we read a warning from the Apostle Paul. Chapter 5, verse 22, do not lay hands on anyone hastily or take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. I believe that there are a few applications to this warning here. I firmly believe this applies in the selecting of elders, that one should not be hasty in ordaining a leader, laying hands on them to call them, commission them as an elder. I believe that firmly. I also believe it speaks to discerning of spirits, to know if one who is sick is experiencing the illness due to unconfessed sin or if someone is under some other spiritual persuasion, oppression, or possession. And yes, I I know absolutely that we can cast out demons Even by the laying on of hands, but to hastily lay hands on someone for healing, you know, out of a a heart of compassion, I just want them to get better. And so in, in my compassion, I run and I lay hands on this person. If they are unknowingly under demonic oppression, there's potential for transference to the one attempting to serve Adonai and love their neighbor. So always, we must always be prayerful about whom we lay hands on. And I absolutely believe greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world, and that rivers of living water flow from the followers of Messiah Yeshua. But we should not go around just slapping hands on anyone within arm's reach. In Acts 19, we read of the seven sons of Sceva, who tried casting out demons in the name of Yeshua, They ended up getting beat up and running away naked. Paul I know and Yeshua I know. But who are you? Also, Yeshua uh, exhorted the disciples that some demons only come out with fasting and prayer. So there is a caution from him regarding this. But back to the point. So is this type of laying on of hands? Is this practice of smicha, laying on of hands for ordination or commissioning, is that the basic teaching of Messiah referred to in Hebrews chapter 6? I'm going to say no. And honestly, I don't think any of these types fulfill the basics for a follower of Yeshua. Now, the first one the laying on of hands for blessing and for healing, Yeshua did say that that would be a sign that, uh, that was with his followers, that that would be a sign that they are a follower, right? So that is, that is a sign, one of the basics. But I believe there is more to this than just that one aspect of the laying on of hands. Each of these kind of apply to specific situations and specific individuals. A child being blessed or some, someone who is sick, um, a sacrifice, laying, you know, laying a hand on a representative sacrifice or laying hands on, a, on the Levite, the priest, being a representative or um, the ordination of an elder or a leader. So if, if it's not one of these three, what is it then? Let's take a look at Acts chapter 19. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul traveled through the upper region and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples and said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, when you believed? They replied to him, No, we've never even heard that there is a Ruach HaKodesh. He said, Into what were you immersed? They said, Into John's immersion. Paul said, John immersed with an immersion of repentance, telling the people that they should believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Yeshua. When they heard this, they were immersed in the name of the Lord Yeshua. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit, came upon them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. In all, there were about twelve men. In Acts chapter 8, we also read of the Samaritan believers who had not received the Holy Spirit. Philip was preaching the gospel and baptizing them, and the report got back to Jerusalem, so John and Peter were sent to check it out. Wait, really? Samaritans are believing? We better look into this. We see in verses 16 and 17 of Acts chapter 8, For he, the Holy Spirit, had not yet come upon them. They had only been immersed in the name of the Lord Yeshua. Then they began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh. Paul also received the Holy Spirit after hands were laid on him. Acts chapter 9, starting at verse 17. So Ananias left and entered into the house, Laying hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, Yeshua, the one who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming, he sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. So, looking at these, I want to jump back. I want to take a look back at Acts chapter 19, where those 12 who were baptized into John's baptism initially, I want to jump back to them. Because check this out, I believe this reinforces the elementary teachings of Messiah. Look at this. Um, Paul said, this is back in Acts 19, Paul said, John immersed with a baptism, with an immersion of repentance, telling the people that they should believe in the one coming after him. That is in Yeshua. Yeshua. When they heard this, they were immersed in the name of the Lord Yeshua. And when Paul laid hands upon them, the Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit, came upon them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. So we see in this, in this encounter, we see first repentance. John's baptism was the baptism of repentance. So we see repentance. We see belief or faith in God. Then we see some instruction prior to immersion. That is, believe in Yeshua, the one who is coming after John, believe in Yeshua. So there is instruction. Then immersion in water, baptism in the name of Yeshua, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And right after that, subsequently, is a laying on of hands, at which time they receive the Holy Spirit. So I submit to you that the basic teaching, the laying on of hands, is not one of these three types of smicha, the laying on of hands we see in Torah, but rather it has elements of all three. So remember, the apostles saw Yeshua as the new or the last Moses. Moses said in the, in the scriptures, it was said of Moses that there will be a prophet that comes after you. And Yeshua is that prophet. So the, the apostles would know this. So they see him as the new or the last Moses. Moses was the deliverer from Egypt. He was the redeemer from slavery and a prophet. Yeshua is the redeemer of Israel and the nations. He redeems, he delivers the nations and Israel, he redeems from slavery to sin, and he is the prophet of God. In truth, all other prophets of Adonai were a facsimile of Yeshua. But back to the point here, seeing seeing Yeshua as the new Moses, knowing of Joshua and knowing of those 70 elders, his disciples, he laid hands on them to represent him even as representatives in these disciples are the, saying, these are my disciples, they represent me like a sacrifice or like the Levites representing the people. And so he lays his, so he lays his hands on them and they become his representatives, truly representatives of Adonai, blessed with the spirit and the authority That God had imparted to Moses. And so we see the Spirit which was on him was imparted to them. And he blesses them as a father blesses a child, and he ordains them to serve in ministry. So I believe Yeshua did the same. And though it isn't written in the gospel accounts, the actions of the apostles, I believe to be evidence that they are following what they saw Yeshua do. In Mark 16, when he sends the disciples out and he tells them, these are the, these are the signs that will follow you. I don't think he just told them, hey, here's what's going to happen. Here you go, guys. Have at it. I believe that he would have laid hands on them, blessing them, identifying them as his representatives and ordaining them to serve the ministry, making other disciples. And of course, he poured out, he imparted the spirit which filled him on the day of Pentecost. He imparts, that's the Holy Spirit. So it is my belief that it goes just like Hebrews 6 says, There is repentance of sin in the name of Yeshua, the atoning sacrifice, turning from sin and towards the ways of Adonai, faith towards God, the fear of the Lord, trusting he rewards righteousness and punishes sin, trusting he will fulfill his promises and prophecies, receiving the instructions, the understanding of the basic teachings of Yeshua and the Torah, then being baptized "...into Messiah Yeshua, and once one is raised out of the waters of baptism, a laying on of hands for blessing, for representation, and identifying as a disciple of Yeshua, a representative of him, and the ordination to serve, to minister, to make disciples, and receive the Holy Spirit, to be empowered to do all these things." The individuals who lay hands on the newly baptized members of the school of Rabbi Yeshua should speak blessing and prophesy over this new disciple. That's what the the elders who baptize this individual, that's what they should do is they should speak blessing and prophesy over this new disciple. And I believe as evidence of the receipt of, of the holy spirit the new recruit will prophesy or speak in other languages other tongues as evidence of receiving the holy spirit this is what i submit to you as the basic understanding the basic teaching of the laying on of hands in messiah yeshua i encourage you study to show yourself approved of god The next two basic teachings are resurrection from the dead and eternal judgment. Lord willing, we will get to them soon. Again, I hope that this teaching or this series is blessing you um, as we study through these things together. I appreciate you. I appreciate the feedback. And please share them with anyone you think would benefit from them. I'm just a beggar. I found the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua, and I want others to know where to find him that they will seek him while he may be found. I want to thank you again for your time. We have got to put these basics into practice. Let's go out and give him heaven. Shalom.